Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts, Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank, Thank you, Wanda. You, Wanda. <laughs> Welcome to We'll Write for Wine. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. Uh, oh, welcome to a new year. We already said that. Oh, that was last year's <laughs> script. Last year's script, last week's script. <laughs> it's going to be a long night. I thought I got all those out of there. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk to you about wine and writing. Uh, today's episode is on writers dealing with rejection. Mm, and we don't mean Dear John letters. Oh, no. And believe it or not, sometimes rejection actually can be a good thing. It can, but yeah. it still hurts. <laughs> we'll get to that later in the program, but first we have wine. So, Lonnie, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I am drinking a uh, Tisdale Chardonnay out of uh, California. I mm-hmm. have looked for a year. I have not found one. Mm. I think generally when something doesn't have a year on it, that's not a good sign. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But um, anyway, the wine notes that I got, I can only, the only wine notes I could find of somebody who had sampled this wine, like tasted it, uh, were um, on at uh, cheapwineguy.com, <laughs> which already I'm in love with the website, right? Mm-hmm. So this is these are the notes that he had for the Tisdale Chardonnay, which by the way is the very, I'm still drinking my cheap wine from, oh. <laughs> it's still cheap wine month for me, isn't it? My brain is complete mush. I'll talk about how that happened later. But anyway, um, so this is my cheap wine month. It's like five four ninety five. This bottle of wine, right? <laughs> so for a whole wine, bottle for the entire bottle. Yeah, it's very wow. exciting. So the wine notes from cheapwineguy.com is it's not horrible, but it ain't good. Were the first words out of my mouth after I tasted this wine, and this assessment is probably colored by all the awful wine I've had lately from the corner store. It smells okay, but the flavor is thin, and the finish is overly acidic with an aftertaste of feet or something like that. <laughs> Not that I've ever tasted feet, but that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> I love this guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's uh, 12.5% alcohol, four ninety five a bottle, as I told oh, you. Uh, my notes are, you know, it's not horrible, you know, but it ain't bad. <laughs> I don't know. You can do worse for much more than $5. Has that for faint praise? Oh, so I'm giving it. I'm giving it three and a half glasses because it's it's drinkable. It's a drinkable wine. Okay, that's three and a half from you. Three so, and a half from me. Okay, so whiffers, you all know what that means. <laughs> I'm finishing the bottle. I'm just saying. I'm finishing. Look, I'm finishing the bottle. Cannot say the same thing for the big box of Franzia that I got, oh, which went down the sink and mm-hmm. cleared it out nicely. Good. Yeah. Good. (laughs) How about you? What are you drinking? Well, tonight I am having a 2005 Red Knot Shiraz from Australia, mate. Oh, I love it. (laughs) And I went to their website, and their their like byline or whatever you call Uh it is get naughty, like (laughs) like K N O T T Y. It's really cute. cute. Very cute. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. Now, from their site, they say it is a rich magenta color. The nose has a compote of strawberry, blackberry, and blueberry aromas with notes of subtle spice and vanilla. Luscious strawberry mid-palate is framed with silky, fine-grained American oak. It's framed. Get it? Uh-huh. I get it. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I was all excited until I got to the oak part, but, <laughs> you know, because you know me. I'm like, ah, oak. I know. Yeah, you don't Damn. like oak. I do. Well, but, this yeah. was one of those bottles I bought because of the label. Right. This is, uh, so I'm on my label kick uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. 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 it has 14% alcohol Ooh. yeah mm-hmm. and it's $10 a bottle uh-huh. Not now bad. yeah now my notes are number one I'm going to be useless by the end of the podcast with the 14% alcohol <laughs> right. wine so you know <laughs> number two they have this really uber cool cork it's oh. not really cork it's like plastic uh-huh so you just pop it off and then you can reuse it <gasps> You can, like, reuse that in other bottles of wine? Yeah. Oh, dude, I have to get this. I know. I Plus, love those. Uh-huh. The, the cork is recyclable. Uh-huh. I love it. Uh-huh. And it definitely affected my my score. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, totally. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's a straightforward Shiraz. I'd buy it again, and mm-hmm. I give it four glasses. Ooh, excellent. Yeah. Very good. So, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, now that we've got that taken care of, let's move on to this week on the forums. All right. This week on the forums, the hot topics were conferences, two buck check wine, which, by the way, I did get a chance to taste when I was in Ohio, and it's it's not bad. It's not bad. For two bucks. Um, for two bucks, it's definitely, you know, it gets you through the night. Uh, MacBooks, book mm. soundtracks, and homicide by fishing. <laughs> for a book. Nobody's offing anybody in the forums. No. Uh, plus, the Whiffer Book Club is discussing both Crazy in Love and Sight Unseen. <laughs> Which is really sweet. It's it really is. Nice. It is. Yeah. I just had never expected that there would be a book club doing Crazy in Love, so I was woefully unprepared. Like, no. I had, like, questions. You had all these questions. You had, like, reader discussion <laughs> questions. And I'm like, I don't know. It was funny. I wrote it to be funny. Was it funny? Right? You know, that kind of thing. So... Um, but it's been it's been a really nice discussion, and it's really fun to to sit and talk about the books, especially because we kind of wrote them at the same time. Right. It right. was like right around the same time we were mm-hmm. brainstorming both those books, and everybody was like, "If I had been influenced by you, because there's such a high body count in my book," <laughs> and I was like, "Can't say I wasn't," because every time I talked to you on the phone, remember those conversations where I I'd know. be giving you all these funny suggestions, yeah. and you'd be giving me all these like deadly <laughs> evil suggestions, and I'm like, "Wait a minute." I'm like, I'm like, you gotta kill somebody, and you and you say, it's supposed to be funny. I'm like, well, fine, kill him with a fry pan. Right, then. exactly. <laughs> it wasn't a frying pan; it was a saucier. Okay. Saucier, <laughs> which is even funnier than a fry I pan. No, sauciers yeah. are always funny as murder mm-hmm. weapons. I'll tell mm-hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the forums. We have yes. so many uh, interesting re- uh, listeners out there. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm, and and do. I and I especially uh, want to thank Mac for the Fromage Fear Factor story. Oh dear, <laughs> which was very funny. Uh, was that Mac? That was Mac. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know those are funny, funny stories. So yes, yep. please come share your funny stories on yeah. the on the boards because they're mm-hmm. fun. All right, on that note, let's go refill. All right. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. At Will Write for Wine, we take our civic responsibility very seriously. We don't want anyone getting into any trouble just because we made drinking wine look cool. So we'd like to make the following statements. We are cool. We just happen to be drinking wine while being cool. It's not the wine that's cool. It's us. And you, of course, because you listen to us and you're obviously in the top 1% of cool. So you should be happy about that. And that's it. That covers it. But the public service announcement is scheduled for a full minute. So... Underage people get a Pepsi. No soup for you. And if you're planning on driving tonight, put the glass down. Not worth it. Also, never pluck your eyebrows when you've been drinking. That's a handy piece of advice. Oh, and if you put a bottle of Chardonnay in the freezer to chill it quickly, set a timer. A loud timer. Trust us, the last thing you want is a bottle of Chardonnay exploding all over your veggies. And if you're over the age of 35, no drinking games. You're going to have to trust us on that one. Okay, that's it. Time's up. Just remember, it's not the wine that's cool. It's you. Welcome back. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. And this is Will Write for Wine. <laughs> it's time for this week's <laughs> listener question, which comes from Cynthia. Ah. I think it's the same Cynthia who's uh, from Western New York. Mm. <laughs> She's our only Cynthia, I think. Ah. So she can just be Cynthia. Like <laughs> Prince or Madonna or Cher. Yeah. We have like 12 Jennifers. I know. Or Jens. Jen, Jennifers, they're all spelled differently and they're from uh, all over. So. I know. We've got we got yeah. a couple of one end Jens, which I yeah. think is really cool. Very and, interesting. Know, it's, yeah. it's totally awesome that we got Jennifers, but you oh, know, you all need drink. to distinguish yourselves. Oh, awesome. Yes, drink. <laughs> Sorry. I love that on the forums when everybody says awesome. Like, drink. <laughs> anyway, let me just, okay. Uh-huh. There we go. Okay, Cynthia writes, how do you know when to start a new chapter? Are they always with when the scene changes or something else? You know, I never think about these things <laughs> until people ask. Right. Then I have to stop and think about them. And then I always worry that I'm doing it wrong because clearly I have no clue right. what I'm doing. <laughs> if I haven't thought about this before. <laughs> I know. Don't you always feel like an idiot? I do. I always yeah. feel like I should, I should know this. If people are asking me these questions, I, I should know. So I'm not going to answer this question by saying that I always end a chapter with something that moves the store forward story forward uh-huh. so I never worry about where a chapter starts right I only worry about where it ends does that make sense no that makes total sense absolutely yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I think mm-hmm. it's far more important to know how to end a chapter than it is how to begin one 
Right. Exactly. Unless it's the first one. The first exactly. one you really have to put a little extra effort into. But mostly I yeah. worry about how to end a chapter. Yeah. Well, some, mm. um, you know, I mean, some people like to end it on like a cliffhanger kind mm-hmm. of thing so that people can't put the book down. You know, yeah. there's different there's different ways that people like to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but anyway, I you know, Cynthia, first I like to say thank you for the easy question. <laughs> My brain is complete, total mush. I've been working on books like insanely for the last two months, and now I am totally useless. Mm. Today, I am co- I've am i been working like a dog this entire week on dogs and goddesses, as it is, mm-hmm. and um, I am completely and totally useless. So at least this is a question that I can actually answer. Um, chapters are not a storytelling construct. Like, acts are a storytelling construct, you know, that they have something to do with... Um, you know, with the dramatic function of the of the book or the story that you're telling or whatever, but chapters are not naturally um, part of that. Basically, chapter breaks are kind of um, like cutting the whole steak into bite sizes so that people can kind of have it in little different um, portions, smaller portions that they can take in in a certain amount of time, make it more manageable. That said, a chapter break can go uh, wherever you want it, really. Um, I tend to put them at the end of scenes. Um, some people will break a scene at a good midpoint and continue. So It'll be in the middle of a scene, but they'll break it, and then they'll continue with the next chapter there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people do a new chapter with each new scene. I, you know, I think that feels a little kind of stuttery, so, you mm-hmm. know, I wouldn't do that. But at any point where, you know, you can naturally kind of take a breath and pause or where there's, um, you know, something cool going on, you can move into the next scene. Um I think chapter breaks really are are kind of a matter of taste. Mm -hmm. I I think so. So I do it as I write, you know, when it feels like it's time for a new chapter, I'll put one in. Uh, But I know a lot of people who just write straight through and then they add the chapter breaks in later because it really isn't, it isn't part of your storytelling. I always put them in when I write. Yeah, I do too. I always do. I don't Mm -hmm. know why, but probably because I want it to end well. Yeah. You know, I want it to end at a good point. But you can find, yeah, you can find mm-hmm. your points where your chapter, it's just to me, right. it's like at the moment when I feel like I, I can take a breath, that's when mm-hmm. I do it, you know. Right. So, um, so basically, I, I don't, did, did I, did I fail to answer the question again? I think I did. <laughs> awesome question though. Thanks, Cynthia. Everybody if my drink, brain wasn't mush. Drink. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> damn it. It's even in the script. I need to check the script for awesomes before I, mm. <laughs> All right. To get your question answered on the show, email us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com. And now for this week's We Recommend segment. Yes, this is where we recommend our favorite things, TV shows, movies, websites, whatever, and share them with you. So what do you have this week, Lonnie? Well, I'll tell you. After going to cheapwineguy.com, I said, I'm recommending this guy. Because <laughs> anybody who says that wine tastes like feet, that's my place to be. Yeah, he's very funny. He's got a whole mm-hmm. bunch of wines on there that are like under 10 bucks. Good. Um, he's tasted all the cheap wines and tells you what's good and tells you what's not. And so I actually <laughs> really enjoy that. I'll be going back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that's my recommendation for this week. How okay. about you? Cool. I'm going to recommend Adobe Photoshop. Ooh. Now, I can say this now because I actually learned how to use it without <laughs> my head exploding. Right. <laughs> Because honestly, it, it, it's a pretty steep learning curve for it is. Adobe Photoshop. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I won't tell you that it's easy to use, but I will tell you that it's worth its weight in gold. Mm-hmm. I use it for every graphic product or product project. Right. <laughs> product mm-hmm. graphic product. It's okay. It's that kind yeah. of okay. night. You know mm-hmm. what? Drink when we screw up. Oh, Get yeah. your wine Everybody ready. Drink. It's okay, gonna be that kind of night. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. So every graphics project from websites to business cards to posters mm-hmm. to book cover mock-ups to mapped images to animated GIFs. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally could not live without it. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap. No. So mm-hmm. if you can find a legal yes. older version, mm-hmm. then go for it. Right. I actually still have my um, Photoshop 6.0 mm-hmm. and it's functioning for me. Like some people need Just to upgrade fine. every year and it's like 600 bucks or something well initially it's six hundred dollars and then it's like a hundred fifty yeah yeah hundred fifty for the upgrade right i i have not found a need to upgrade since 6.0 so i mean honestly you buy it it's a big investment but it'll last you years and it just Mm -hmm. it does all the basic graphic work that you're going to need to if you're going to do any of your own graphic work 
Yes. You know, I would highly recommend it. I think it's a fabulous program. I've been using it for a long time. So, you know, and I've actually had like all of our, uh, our both of our MySpaces, mm-hmm. I created the background using Photoshop. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've actually had people email me and say, I love your space. Mm-hmm. You know, who did it? Yeah. Who, you know, right. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. it was me. I, I mean, know. it will save you a lot of money. So, I know. Oh, oh. okay, that's okay. I got a kid coming in who's been <laughs> whacked in the face. So, that's going to wrap up this block. All right. And uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after I okay. take care of my kid who's been whacked in the face. <laughs> a sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight unseen by Samantha Graves, now available at a store near you. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yay. Yay. Tonight's show is all about rejections. Mm -hmm. Uh, We aren't going to tell you that they don't matter or they don't hurt. Right, because then we'd be lying. We'd be lying. (laughs) It hurts, just like any other rejection. So So we figured what we would do is uh, we have a couple topics we're going to try to cover. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we can give you a little perspective on rejections right. since we've mm-hmm. had so many <laughs> right we have so much experience with it oh my god I, I feel think, qualified to discuss it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think one year I you know our chapter has mm-hmm. like the rose ceremony you get oh, a black right. black rose for every rejection yeah and I had like I don't know 40 in oh. one year but you know what I mean if god. you have 40 rejections that means uh-huh. you put yourself out there 40, 40 times, times which honestly I think is huge mm-hmm you know, I mean, that that yeah. takes, you know, it takes mm-hmm. a lot of guts to be able to keep doing that. And now yeah. look at you now. I know. You well, know? it was between, I think I had like 25 agent rejections mm-hmm. and, I don't know, like 15 editor rejections. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, then at the end of the year, I actually found an agent. So, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, when I sold a book and it was, you know, so it, it sounded really bad. It was hard. Every yeah. single one of those were hard. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um but I think it made me a stronger writer. I think it made me more determined. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's a certain point where you're like, you know what? Screw you people. I'm going to do this. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Especially, and the funny thing is, you actually remember like exact passages. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Every... From your rejection letters? Oh, yeah. Oh, but those are the ones that were in, like in the back of my mind and when I was writing and I was. Yeah. You know, because you you send it out again, but then you still, you know, you still have to keep going. You have to start a new right. project. You mm-hmm. have to, and in the back of my mind, it's not why I write, mm-hmm. but it just gave me a little added incentive. You know right. what I mean? Because exactly. there's, there's mm-hmm. no sweeter, it's not really revenge, but you know what I mean. It's not success. revenge, but it's like, it's like justification. You yes. know, it's, then you, success. you're doing this and people are telling you. Was anybody ever mean to you in any of your rejections? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh. And it, what was really funny was that it was for a book that actually ended up selling to a big New York uh, publisher. <laughs> and the mean rejection was from, like, a small press. Oh. Yeah. 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 Well, so that's not is, right. Yeah, no, it's that's not right. Not but you know what? I knew it wasn't either. So mm-hmm. um, I think you – I think above all, mm-hmm. you have to remember one thing about rejections, and that is mm-hmm. y- you have to believe in your work. You know, oh, especially mm-hmm. if you're writing something that is sort of out of outside of the box, right? Um, mm-hmm. You, I remember, um, you know, was when I started writing science fictions, um, I had I actually had people tell me um, more mm-hmm. than once that I would never sell a science fiction romance, no matter how mm-hmm. good it was. Mm-hmm. And and I heard them say that, and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh well, I guess I have to write it better than. It anybody else right Mm -hmm. you know and it wasn't it's not like I'm I'm competing against other people but I I just wanted to be the best writer that I could be right Mm -hmm. so yeah Mm -hmm. okay so uh let's start with I guess kinds of rejections where you get them from all right yeah Uh, there is rejection at every 
level of writing. <laughs> right. Once don't, the second you put pen to paper. <laughs> yeah. Don't think that once you're sold that there's any guarantees that you're ever going to sell again or that you're never going to be rejected or again. Or right, that you're never going to be rejected again. Actually, right. all of my rejections have come after... <laughs> well, that's because you sold. Well, no, first. no, no, because I sold. I got my got my my first agent. Okay, now okay, mm-hmm. now everybody's gonna hate me, but listen. Okay, <laughs> let me finish my point before you get all nasty about it. Is that my first? Um, the first agent that I that I spoke to ended up signing me, and and that's Stephanie, my agent right now, who's absolutely fabulous and wonderful. And I was very very lucky, and that's great. So, um, and then I sold the first book with mm-hmm. her you know um but i got rejected by like you know three or four publishers in that process so that first book right. got rejected by a bunch of people and then it got um it got sold to you know to somebody else um and uh, but since then i mean i've been rejected mm-hmm. you know i've had books that i've sent Me out too. there and that come back with a big fat nothing you know yeah um so it happens after you're published too like there's no there's no point in your career when you're going to be free from rejections. But exactly. I actually, I actually, and you know, it may be self-protective, it may be crap, it may be, you know, whatever I have to say to get myself to sleep at night. But I actually think that most of the rejections I've had have been blessings in disguise. So, mm-hmm. because I've ended up with the right, the right book at the right time with the right publisher. And I think that there's a certain, it's a certain combination of kind of toughening up mm-hmm. and having um, unshakable faith. Yes. That you will be at the right place at the right time. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So, all right. So, we're going through the kinds of rejections. What are right. we going to start with? Critiques? Critique partners. <laughs> critique partners. Now, this could be you read a scene, your critique partners hate it. Or, you know, I mean, <laughs> the thing you have to remember is that some of them are good and some of them are, are maybe not... What, the scenes know, of the critique partners? The critique partners <laughs> are... are inexperienced or or, you know whatever so right all right Mm -hmm. you also have family or friends who just don't Mm -hmm. get it right who read your stuff and don't understand it or or don't read Mm -hmm. your stuff and just don't understand why you're at all yeah uh, you know Uh why you're spending hours and hours in your office and ignoring them or you know whatever yeah Mm -hmm. um agents um you know very simply you know they they cover they rep specific genres Mm -hmm. you may or may not fit into them and they may already Mm -hmm. have uh, authors who write what you write so and if they're not if they're not the right agent for you if they're not completely Mm -hmm. thrilled and excited about your work I mean there's so many things the agent thing is so hard because you have to find the absolute perfect agent for you Mm -hmm. You and it is it is as hard to find an agent as it is to sell a book Right. I oh, mean, I think the it's right harder. Agent. For I think you. it's. Yes. I think it's a lot harder. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and I know I the first agent, blah blah blah, whatever. But I'm telling you, I've been in this business a long time. I've dealt with a lot of agents from friends and people. I mean, mm-hmm. I got very lucky, but I will tell you, it is very difficult to find the right agent. So if somebody rejects you as an agent, that just means that you're narrowing your field. Yes. That you know, that's one more person that you know is not the right person for you. You have to think there's a hundred and some agents that are going to be out there representing what you write. But only one of them is going to be the perfect agent for you. So when they reject you, they're just narrowing your field. Yep. You know, they're right. just, that's just one more person you don't have to think about. And that's, mm-hmm. that's good, I think. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> Being Pollyanna uh, about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, editors are, mm-hmm. are kind of re- uh, constrained by the lines. Right. Uh, the genres that, mm-hmm. publish- that their house publishes, the trends. Mm-hmm. You know, a personal taste has a lot to do with it. They mm-hmm. can get behind you. They can, you know, say, you know what's not, right. you know. Mm-hmm. I can't get behind this one or whatever. So they have a mm-hmm. lot more limitations. Yeah. Um, the other one are reviewers. Ooh, and these yeah. could be online or in magazines or whatever. Mm-hmm. And those mm-hmm. reviews, those bad reviews can hurt a lot. I know. Yeah. I love them. I know. <laughs> the nasty ones. I don't know. You like thrive on those. You're the only person I, I know. <laughs> do. Whenever I get a really nasty review. I mean, okay, you know what it bothers me? It bothers mm. me when they're very intelligent and they're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if, if, you know, they're making a commentary about my book and they're really very smart and they're completely right and I screwed up. Then I get that feeling in my chest like, oh, God, I should have done that better. 
But yeah, when but somebody's you know giving you a nasty mm. review just yeah. to be nasty, then... Or they started out with, well, normally I don't read this type of or, book. I, exactly. Exactly. I love when people review. are like, I hate romantic comedy. And this one right. sucks just as much as the rest of them. Well, they're yeah. not qualified to give you a review if it's not what they read. Exactly. You know, if they're exactly. not your reader. So you have to kind of um, take that into but, account. Uh, but yeah, like the, the mm-hmm. Amazon reviews, the scathing ones oh. where they're like, this book just sucks so bad. Yeah, you know, and um, I love those. Mm. I uh, honestly, and don't go out and give them to me because I don't want a whole lot of them. <laughs> if I got a lot of them, they'd bother me. I'm sure. Like oh, the crazy people who write me and they just hate me. Well, that's my last one on the list, and that's readers. Oh, readers. <laughs> And I think those are the hardest ones to accept because we write. We don't write for the reviewers. We don't. Right. We don't write for the editors, although we want to keep them happy. Exactly. We don't write for our agents, although right. we want to keep them happy too. Right. We certainly don't write for our family, our friends, or mm-hmm. critique partners. But mm-hmm. we do write for our readers. Right. But not every book is going to be a personal favorite for every reader. You can't please everybody, and you if can't. you try, you're going to write a really sucky book. Yeah. You're and write a mediocre book. Exactly. You're going to write something. Anybody. It's not going to be so. not going to be good. So. The nice thing, I mean, the good thing about getting um, those kind of responses, very strong responses, mm-hmm. is that you know that you have written something that actually has uh, drawn a lot, of, a lot of emotion out of somebody. Exactly, it's really somebody has responded nerve. to it. Right, right. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I get all, almost all of my nasty mail is from mm-hmm. one very specific book. Mm. <laughs> in which I had somebody who quilts use the mm. F word. And mm. apparently quilters do not like the F word. Ah. It's just, it's very <laughs> offensive that a person who quilts uses the F word. I don't know what exactly mm. the problem was, but I get that email a lot. And it's the exact same email. It's almost like they've got a form letter. They're just passing yeah. around. <laughs> Apologies to quilters. See, I uh-huh. told you we'd hit one. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, but, uh, which is fine. But, like, the, you know, honestly, like, when I get a really, truly crazy, insane letter, it doesn't bother me. Right. When it's somebody who's very articulate and smart, and they're like, you know, you know, your book wasn't good, and I didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. I accept oh. that. You know, that's fine. But... I like the one I got where the, my heroine had the same name as she did. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. So See, she the was... crazy. How dare I use her name in my book? And, you know, really, honest to God, I just made up the name. I I didn't open a phone book or anything. So, yeah. Well, when somebody's just blatantly insane, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, those are fun. Those are (laughs) fun. Because they're just crazy. (laughs) And, I mean, that's the thing, though, is that you, uh, one of the big things is that you really have to, as a writer, just toughen up. You have Mm -hmm. to be able to take criticism. You have to do critiques. You have to... yeah, and have a sense of humor. And have a sense and of humor about it. kind of laugh about it. Right, and just, you know. you know. And also, it does help to be fairly sane. <laughs> oh, it does? I wouldn't know. And grounded. And, <laughs> grounded. You know, and insane. grounded. All does that help? Things. I'll try that. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. And the wine. Of right. Course, the, wine. Oh, the wine, too. Totally helps. <laughs> it could be why this show is called Will Write the Wine. There's a very good reason, exactly. It could be. All right. <laughs> Well, okay, the next thing is why we get rejected. Because we suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. You know, that's in the back of your head. Every time you get rejected, the first thing you think is I suck. So accept it and then reject that you thought. You can think that for about a split second. <laughs> for a second, exactly. After that, you better look up at the poster above your computer that says, mm-hmm. write the books that only you can write. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to have faith. You mm-hmm. really do. And yes. and you have to believe in it and you have to just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the reasons we get rejected mm-hmm. have nothing to do with us. A lot of them for, are marketing reasons, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, like family and friends, mm-hmm. for them, it's like kind of a fear it's kind of the unknown mm-hmm. they aren't writers right they don't really understand the the need that we have to mm-hmm. to to put this out here and I think sometimes they worry about us and they mm-hmm. think that you know what are you doing right. you know somebody's gonna hate your stuff or you're gonna get rejected you know and God they forbid. don't see us I mean because the thing is I'll tell you something I mm-hmm. don't mind getting nasty letters and I don't mind getting nasty reviews it happens right. and I find it amusing the crazier mm-hmm. the person is the better but, but your family when somebody <laughs> no but when somebody does it 
to one of my friends when uh, one of right. my friends gets a bad review or one of my right. friends gets a nasty letter mm-hmm. i get hot under the collar like you I would know. not believe well, so and i mean the same thing for if them family, to have to deal with that yeah right. mm-hmm. if your family gets wind of a bad review right. oh my god they're furious they yeah. have no idea why i mean because they mm-hmm. love you basically right. so yeah. yeah you know so i mean i think that i i understand i understand from family and friends where they would be protective Mm-hmm. You know, but there's also that, um, you know, when you when you write, when you start writing, you're taking time for yourself. So whether it's you start writing or you start windsurfing, whatever it is, right. you're taking time for yourself and people who are used to you, um, you know, being all about them can react poorly to that. Right. Um, sometimes. And um, sometimes they're worried about you being hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to see you get hurt. They don't want to see you get rejected. So that kind of feeds into it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're just not your reader. I mean, the, the funniest thing that's happened with me is that I have gone into this pretty much expecting that my husband, you know, is not my reader. He does not read romance novels or didn't before I started writing them. Right. Um, you know, and uh, his family is wonderful. I love my in-laws. Oh, gosh, they're wonderful, wonderful people. I absolutely adore them. But they're very, you know, they listen to, like, they go to the symphony. Mm-hmm. They're very, like, culturally elite kind Mm -hmm. of which is fine so I figure they're not my reader you know right never expected them my mother-in-law like every time my book comes out she's like oh I loved it Ah!" and I just you know I mean these are people who read like real serious deep literature but those would also be the people who would be very upset if they caught wind of somebody you know you know saying something bad about your books or something you know exactly so Mm -hmm. yeah okay So the next one is, uh, you know, critique partners who, mm-hmm. like I said, may be inexperienced. They may also be a certain amount of jealousy mm-hmm. in there, too. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is, again, they may be really trying to overhelp you mm-hmm. and saying, you know, you know, maybe trying to protect you a little bit, too. So yeah. it's, well, it can and, be a tough ride. And also the thing with critique partners is that, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking about rejection. It's not like critique partners like, no, I will not, you know, read this. But they give, right. you, they give you feedback. Negative feedback. Yeah. Or not even, I w- or you maybe know, constructive in, in con- feedback. But non-constructive feedback. But sometimes it can yeah. feel mm-hmm. sometimes good feedback mm-hmm. that will end up making your book better feels like a rejection and you kind of right. have to weed out the that what feels like a rejection what is truly yes. it can somebody feel like not a personal helping you. like almost like a personal attack yeah but you, you know, have to remember it's not personal it's not exactly. you it's the story exactly so you have to which we talked in about in our critique feedback show which was yes. i think show number 25 yes. or something like that mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. which and the next one is industry and i put in here it's not personal it's business right your story simply may not fit their lines and mm-hmm. may not fit their needs at the moment they may right. have a glut of what mm-hmm. you've ru- what you've written mm-hmm. um they may have just bought a book like yours yeah um you know, they may love your writing style, but your mm-hmm. subject matter doesn't fit. So in this case, it's really important to do your homework yeah. and mm-hmm. keep trying. Or, you know, I mean, and I had a situation this fall where I had a book that I sent out that I got um, almost completely across the board rejected on. I think I had oh, one offer man. that I just wasn't yeah. going to take, you know. And, um, <laughs> and you know, what that did, though, was I, it was my book. My mm-hmm. book was not ready to go out. I sent it out too soon. And I realized after these rejections started coming in that I'd actually, I actually felt a sense of relief because mm. I knew that book wasn't ready. And I knew it wasn't exactly the book that I wanted to write. Right. I was just panicking because I was off contract, you know. Mm. And um, so, I mean, in that case, like the rejections came back because the book wasn't ready. And it wasn't the book that I'm supposed to write next. You know, I really right. feel strongly about what it is that I'm supposed to write next. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that was really good positive experience for me so actually when those rejections came in I was kind of relieved by the time I got to the last one the first one I was really disappointed and by the time I got to the last one I was like oh thank god (laughs) you know because you don't want to send a book out to somebody and then they make an offer and then you're like no yeah I mean I really don't don't feel like writing it you don't you know what's uh, what's so interesting about um, this business Mm -hmm. is that even though I try so hard to control as much of it as I can right it really does come down to um, a, a belief system and a, mm-hmm. and a intuition right and and it's so hard mm-hmm. um, you know I think for people like me <laughs> <laughs> 
to trust that. And I right. ha- actually have learned so mm-hmm. much from mm-hmm. publishing right. as far as patience and intuition oh, patience. and trusting yes. your gut mm-hmm. instincts and all and of those things. faith that, that yes. you're supposed to be doing this. I mean, you know, yes. I, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing at this particular time in my life, that I'm mm-hmm. on the path that I'm supposed to be on yes. and that it'll lead me where I am supposed to go. Now, I may mm-hmm. not always want to go there, <laughs> but no matter what, it's going to bring me to something that will is is what I need to be doing is what I need to learn from this mm-hmm. experience whatever I've got a very kind of philosophical life view so maybe that helps right. me maybe well, that helps me deal do. with that yeah, yeah you know yeah. I, mean, I think that you kind of have to have that you really have to have faith that this is what you're supposed to be doing and if that mm-hmm. person rejected your book it's because that book at that time is not supposed to be going out there that, there, that right. it's another book that's going to be a success for you it's going to be that, another that, editor yeah, or that's not the right publisher. That's for not you. the right publisher for them, exactly. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and there's so and much about that that's marketing too. You yeah. know, I mean, I have a I have a girlfriend mm-hmm. wrote a fabulous, fabulous book, um, that was really hard to market. And, you know, the book was wonderful and it got rejected. And I I told her exactly what I'm saying now. I'm like, I mm-hmm. know that someday. You know, five years yes. before it hit, Harry Potter would have been rejected. Mm-hmm. Five years before oh, it hit. God, yeah. It's all about timing. And mm-hmm. you're having the right story hit the right editor at the right time. So it really is, you know, who's that guy who said publishing isn't a business, it's a casino? <laughs> and it really is. And the more really you write, is. the more material you put together, the harder mm-hmm. you work on your craft, well, then the more chips you've got to play with. So you kind of have to That's think right. about it as that and not put all that weight on that mm-hmm. one well, yeah. and that's why you can't stop writing. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you finish a book, you send it out there, it gets rejected. Fine, it gets rejected. Right. You still start writing the next book. You just keep moving. You can't and that book, sit there three and years watch. from now, could fly off yeah. the, you know. Well, you know what's interesting mm-hmm. is how many times has it happened where a, an author writes three books, you know, and every one of them gets rejected. And then uh-huh. the fourth book is a huge, it gets bought. It's a huge hit. Those three books. Yeah. They all get picked up. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So they're just sitting you know? there and yeah, yeah, and somebody can pick them up and they could become huge. I mean, yeah, there was absolutely. a point where vampire romance, people were like, what are you crazy? We're not going to do vampires. And the next thing you know, it's, oh, huge. it's huge. You know, Chicklet yeah. before Chicklet hit, everybody was like, oh, don't ever write in first person because it'll, you know, and a first mm-hmm. person book would have gotten completely trounced. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, everybody's buying first person. So there's so much in the industry that really has nothing to do with you. It's your job to make sure that your craft is as good as it can be. But yes. once you've done that, you have to kind of let it fall where it's going to fall and not let it depress you or freak out too much it will there's always that moment right when the rejection comes in the first thought is always i suck you know but you what you wallow in that exactly yeah there's that too (laughs) but you know you wallow in that for a second a second and a half and then you pick up and you dust off and you move on because if you can't do that i mean i'm telling you this industry will eat you up if you can't Mm. if that if that is personal every single time it'll just kill you so so we're going to move on to best and worst rejections. Yes. Now I have to say my worst rejections uh-huh. are the ones where they don't actually tell you why they reject you because that makes uh-huh. me insane. Because if I knew why they re- rejected me, then uh-huh. I could improve that. Right. Mm-hmm. So the best rejections are this book needs this and this. If you agree, please re- revise and resend. Right. Right. Those mm-hmm. are the mm-hmm. best rejections. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. mm-hmm. this particular book is not right for our lines, but we would love to see anything else that you write, which means your writing is solid. Mm-hmm. Right. The, mm-hmm. That particular book, that particular story did not fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, very, you know, those are my best and worst rejections. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, or any rejection where they're like, oh, this book sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's a person who doesn't have enough respect for what it is that writers do right. to be able to isolate exactly what it is about the book that doesn't work for them. Because sometimes if you can just figure out what it is that's not working, yeah. you can go back and fix that. You know, yeah. so somebody is going to take the time. And, you know, a great rejection a mm-hmm. fabulous rejection is when somebody says revise it and send it back. Oh, if they give you a list, if mm-hmm. they give you a five-page oh, yeah. email uh-huh. or or letter that says fix this and it's paragraph mm-hmm. by paragraph or it's right. very specific, oh my God, you that's have been a given gift from a heaven. gift. That really is. That really is. That and is that, that a... the editor took the time when yes. you're not even making her money at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not her job to sit here and guide all these writers, but she sees enough potential in you that right. she's going to tell you X, Y, and Z, then that's that's wonderful news. Really that's good. That's a fabulous that's a, rejection to get. It really is. And mm-hmm. it, I mean, I, I know it's still a rejection, 
but you have a direction. Mm-hmm. You have guidance. And right. that is so helpful in this right. business. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Okay. The best advice I've ever received on rejections, mm-hmm. and I can't even remember who told me this, but somebody said, you have 24 hours to feel sorry for yourself. <laughs> Then you have to get back to work. I said a second and a half. Yeah, no, <laughs> like twenty four hours and a half to wallow in it and then get over it. <laughs> yeah, twenty four hours and then you get back to work. Um, you know, twenty four hours is it. Yeah, at well, the that, end of twenty four hours. Much more generous than I. Yeah. Then get your butt back and start working on exactly. it. Start doing mm-hmm. either work on that book if you've been given some great advice mm-hmm. or start a new project or send that first book out again to another mm-hmm. publisher. Right. You know. I think 99% of this business is is just persistence. Mm-hmm. You know, the the 1% is talent. Right. And um, you know, I guess well, there's one per, 1% of luck. Too. I think that's what'll get you. <laughs> Wait, Writers aren't good at math. Mm. Anyway, um I I think that okay, cuz th- there's varying degrees of what success is. I mean, if you Mm -hmm. define success as just being published, Mm -hmm. that you have actually managed to get a book published by any publisher and get it on the shelves in any bookstore, then yeah, that's 99% just, you know, perseverance. Just Mm -hmm. if you go long enough, you'll get that. Um, I think that, you know, for me, success is you know what I've done that I've been able to get books out there and that you know they've been fairly well reviewed and fairly well received and and I feel really good about that also that I'm improving my craft to the point where you know every book I'm working on it more and trying to make it better and trying to make Mm -hmm. this book better than the last one and to me the ability to be able to do that um, is a degree of success for me as well so Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, so for me, like the, the ability to build my craft and to work on the craft and the talent and, and, you know, whatever it is I've got going for me and try to make it into something, (laughs) whatever little (laughs) I got going for me and try to make that work. Um, you know, I mean, that to me is a huge part of why I do this because in all honesty, I can make money, you know, doing anything, but I I do this because, oh yeah. And you can make more. It's (laughs) sad. Um, uh, but I mean, the thing is that it's, um, there's so much that goes into it that defines, you know, being successful is that you, it's not just getting a book on the shelves, but it's getting a good book on the shelves. Breaking in is luck. Staying in, oh, keeping up. Talent. Yeah. I mean, you really have yes. to have to build your craft in order to, to develop, you know, somebody can come in and write a few books and get them out there and they'll sell and they may or may not be good. I mean, we've all read, you know, horrible books before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but in order to stay in for the long haul, in order to build a career that's going to last 10, 15, 20 years, you know, which is really what I want to do, mm-hmm. um, then uh, then you need to be focused on the craft of it and you need to be focused on the work and the story and then this business side of stuff, the rejections and the bad reviews and the people saying nasty things about you, that stuff really has to roll off you. The only it stuff really you need does. to take seriously is the work the, and the craft. Yeah, the things that you can control. Right, you know, that is right. the only thing it's you can a, control. You know, it's the same Mm -hmm. thing with stress and everything else that you do in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, worry about the things that you can control. You have to let the other stuff go. You really do. And I mean, it's all about just developing a really tough skin. You need to be able to accept, like if a a, publisher comes back to you and says XYZ, you need to be able to look objectively at XYZ and say, does my book need this? Mm -hmm. You know, is this person right? Does, Does my book need this and can this work? And I think once you've honed kind of those skills to a certain degree, all the stuff that's really good for your story and good for your craft is going to really resonate. So when you see XYZ, you're going to be like, oh, yes, that's right. That's so cool. And you know that they're giving you the right advice. If you see XYZ and you're like, oh, gosh, I don't think so. That doesn't speak to my story. Then you know that it's not the right advice for that story. And that's, that's, again, more things that we discussed in the kind of critique and feedback Mm -hmm. thing. But, you know, it's it's really about kind of – getting an objectivity about your work and about yourself and um, not taking it too seriously, not taking it too, too much to personally. heart. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. Not taking it personally, but looking mm-hmm. at the work and seeing if something can improve the work, then, then allowing yourself to, f- to face that, you know, and then it right. doesn't mean that you suck because your work is flawed. All of our work mm-hmm. is flawed. That doesn't mean that we suck. You know, nobody has so. ever written a perfect book. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So we're going to go on to reading between the lines. Mm-hmm. And this is, um, when you get a rejection, trying to figure out what the heck it means. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite ones is not right for our lines, mm-hmm. which means that you have good stuff, but it is not the right place for it. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, another one is, I'm not sufficiently enthused about this project. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you may have a great book, mm-hmm. but it might not be the right publisher for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I hate the most is, you don't have enough conflict. Oh, goodness. Which, which means you need to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. If you don't have conflict. Yeah. really mm-hmm. tough. You know yeah. what? At that point, you either have to accept that you're going to do major revisions mm-hmm. on this book, or you start a new project. <laughs> and that's up to you. <laughs> that is your call, man. <laughs> Depends on how many times you can read that same damn book over and over uh, again. Oh, yeah. Before your head explodes. Yeah. Right. And, and the final one is, uh, it's not the final one, but it's the only one I can think of. Oh, yeah. uh, best of luck placing it elsewhere, which mm-hmm. means it's never going to fit into their lines. Oh, yeah. But they do see potential in it. They do see, you know, that right. that it is a valid story and mm-hmm. it, it could work for somebody else. So, right. um, Or, you know, another variation on that is the, mm-hmm. um, uh, this is the one that I get a lot. Um, you know, we really like it, but we just don't know how to market it. <laughs> 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 but please send me more. I mean, that's that's actually a pretty good one is that, you know, because, yeah. uh, you know, I, re- I started out with Time Off for Good Behavior, which is this really hostile chiclet. <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> and like at that point, at the time when that came out, all the chiclet was like, you know, single girl in the city, you know, mm. <laughs> looking for love and shoes. And, you mm-hmm. know, mine was like this alcoholic, do- you know, domestic abuse victim who was really, really angry. <laughs> And living in Tennessee and, you know, so that people would send it back and they'd be like, you know, we really like the writing, but we just don't know what to do with this, <laughs> you know. But don't worry about that so much. That actually, is, it, you know, I've never worried about um, being outside the box. Yes. Sooner mm-hmm. or later, there's going to be an editor who's brave enough. To take a chance. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. To say, you know what? This is really good stuff. Right. We'll figure it out. We'll right. figure out the rest. And, so. you know, and the great yeah. thing about that, too, is that if it's just not right for them, a lot of times yeah. what they'll say is, please send us your next project, which is right. really, you know, and I, I have to say that, you know, I'm I'm working with some of the editors who said, please send me your next project, you mm-hmm. know? So at the yeah. time it was a rejection, but later in the future, you know, there's a relationship. They've read your book. They know you. They like you. You know, it, they just didn't know what to do with you, right. which is okay, you know, because then somebody else who did will work with you. But, um, but there's a lot of potential, like when you, when you get a book out there and somebody genuinely likes it, they're going to remember you mm-hmm. the next time. So it's your job just not to screw that up. It's your job right. not to get drunk at RWA and just- be like, you rejected me. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, I think that uh, might the be. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting drunk at conference. <laughs> Which is a bad idea. It's one thing to get drunk in the podcast. It's not a good right. idea to get drunk. <laughs> you know, it's okay to have a couple drinks at conference. Just don't go up to the editor who rejected you and be like, oh, you rejected geez. my book. Yeah. I think people underestimate what a small world it is, this is, and that they will remember you. And if they liked your Absolutely. book and just didn't know what to do with it, they'll remember mm-hmm. you. With they the will next still book. remember you. Yes, they'll right. remember your talent. And they'll remember so. you fondly yep. as long as you mm-hmm. don't get drunk and cost them an RWA. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So what's next, babe? What next <laughs> is I take how us to off survive. On yeah. How to survive rejection? Oh yes. Um, there is crying in publishing. It's okay. Yes. Um, but you have to remember. You never give up, mm-hmm. never surrender. Right. The people who don't get published are the people who give up. Right. So, um, and basically you're making room for somebody else to move into your spot. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, hang in there, move on, you know, figure it out, make it work. Right. We're if all, it's really adults, what you so. want to do. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a certain point where you, I, and I hate to, cause I, I say this to people a lot. I really do because mm-hmm. writing is hard and I wouldn't wish it on my best friend. Uh-huh. My best friend is already a writer, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> But um, but it's hard. So like most people, I'm like, you know, if you're not 100% sure this is really what you want to do. Right. You know, then it's not worth it. You'll be happier not doing it. But if if you have to write, which most of us, most of us, 90%, the situation is we're going to write anyway. Right. <laughs> we can't stop. We've got stories and voices in our head all the time. <laughs> you know, here's an opportunity to get paid for what is essentially a mental disorder. <laughs> <laughs> for it you know that if that's the case go ahead do it but you know like most people i just i don't know sometimes do you do this where you just look at them and you're like save yourself i know (laughs) you just like (laughs) get off the boat it's horrible and negative jump ship now jump while you can (laughs) save yourselves 
<laughs> but all of us listening to this podcast, by the time you've gotten to this podcast, you're already lost. So, oh yeah, <laughs> it's and too we know late. that we're it's just trying to make it a little late. easier for you, right? And the final thing is how to use that pain, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, rejections will stick with you for a long time. Um, <laughs> the things that people say mm-hmm. that you can't do, right? Um, you know, really make you want to do those things yes you know, if you're I, of that I, particular type of, of personality where if somebody says that you're yes. not yeah yeah that I'm you that can't do this or that you can't do that I had somebody tell me that I couldn't write anything other than science fictions Ooh. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know it, it's not that that one thing made force me to do something else right. but it's always kind of in the back of your mind it's a challenge yes mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes that challenge is a good thing and I you know I think that's one thing about writing mm-hmm. is that every book is a challenge yes. every year is a new yes. challenge mm-hmm. every publisher is a new challenge it never every... gets easy it never gets rote it never, and it gets, never gets right. boring oh no no it it's is never boring <laughs> it's never boring. it's terrifying it's, but ter- it's never boring <laughs> and maybe that's why i do it is because oh, yeah. every day mm-hmm. i don't know what's going to happen exactly you know mm-hmm. i'm creating something out of nothing it, right. it could be good it could be bad but mm-hmm. it's going to be something it's going to be something that i didn't see <laughs> You know, and maybe that's why I put up with it. Maybe that's why, you know, I remember those things and they kind right. of drive me forward. Mm-hmm. And it's, and like I said, it's not, I don't take those things and say, that's why I write. I don't write for, uh, because For the of people that. who told you you couldn't. But, right. you know, I mean, sometimes it can be a little, you know, it's, it just adds fuel to that determination yes, fire. It and does. So, you know, you turn the negative and you make it a positive. Now, I know that exactly. sounds really Pollyanna. Mm-hmm. I have been called Pollyanna, believe it or not. Many, no, many times. No, because I totally believe that. Right. I, you know, uh, when I heard that, mm-hmm. it made me so much more determined and I think stronger. Right. I wasn't, I didn't feel like personally attacked. Right. But I felt, you know what? I've got that in me. I can do that. It is mm-hmm. a challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to do it and I'm going <laughs> to send it to my agent, yes. God helper. <laughs> And she took one look uh-huh. at at my project mm-hmm. and freaked out. Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just don't know that's going to happen until you try. Right. You know, and sometimes so. they'll love it, and sometimes they won't. It's just mm-hmm. you know, you got to keep going. You got to keep trying new things. You're going to be writing anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. so so that you got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Mm-hmm. Right. Rejections can make you a better writer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They can. Cr- prepare you for handling future rejections which you're going to get because like we said it never ends it never ends Mm -hmm. it It never ends ends. Mm -hmm. so you have to you have to be able to deal with it you're never going to make everybody happy Mm -hmm. but I think the most important thing is Mm -hmm. that you make yourself happy right that you're proud of what you do that Mm -hmm. you're proud of the book that you write and the product that you can that you can produce Mm -hmm. and you know we've talked about this you know I look at back at a book that i wrote back in 2002 mm-hmm. and I'm like just like cringe because right. I'm like oh I could do that so much better mm-hmm. but at the time that's the best book I could write right mm-hmm. you have to accept that you have to be happy with that mm-hmm. and and because you know that you're learning and how far you've come and all those right. things so right. yeah that's all good stuff all right. it is okay. it is so rejections you know they're gonna hurt for a little while kind of like having booster shots you know like having the <laughs> Get the flu shot. Just have, see, my whole my whole theory on rejections is just cowboy up and toughen up. It's fine. Yeah. You get through it, and you're going to be rejected. Yeah. Everybody gets rejected. You know, Everybody it's not does. you. You don't suck. It's just mm. the way. It's just the way the business. Yep. And it's how you handle mm-hmm. it. Right. That matters. So. Right. Okay. Alrighty. Well, that wraps up another rock and sea block. <laughs> there we <Woo-hoo>. go. <laughs> we need more wine. I think so. We'll be right back. <laughs> Flynn Daly needs a drink. Under pressure from her father, she's agreed to move out of her South Boston neighborhood and run the inn left to her by her dead aunt. The problem? It's in the middle of upstate New York where there's nature and bugs and no public transportation. The cute bartender keeps giving her attitude and she's getting visits from her Aunt Esther, even though she's dead. Jake Tucker needs a break. He's sure that Esther Goodhouse was murdered, but he can't find any proof. If cozying up to Esther's knees gets him the information he needs, so be it. 
but once he gets close to Flynn, he decides that some investigations are more fun with a partner. Crazy in Love by Lonnie Diane Rich, in stores now. Thanks for coming back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Ah, yay! Want to win some great prizes? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of mm-hmm. course you do. Everybody does. <laughs> Head on down to willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. Mm-hmm. We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show. Yes, and each month, all eligible, eligible. entries will go. I, I said it right? I know. El- I was eligible. just saying it with you. You're just doing the sobriety <laughs> test with me? Yeah. Eligible entries will go to Wine Bucket. Wine Bucket. <laughs> I don't even need, you know what? I don't even need a sobriety test because I am so, my brain is so mushy. Okay. All eligible entries will go to Wine Bucket. At the end of the month, we'll pull a name out of the bucket to win a fabulous prize. Yay! Yay! For January, we have a copy of A Little Ray of Sunshine by Lottie Day and Rich, <laughs> which is wonderful. Yay, can't wait. You. Can't wait till it comes out. <laughs> All you have to do to enter is send us an email at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on the website or participate in the forums. I'm sorry. I was supposed to read that, but you did it so oh. smoothly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I just let you do it. <laughs> Like, we will announce we will announce the January winner at our first February show. So send in your comments and suggestions now. You're the one who's brain dead. It's not me. I am. Brain I have dead. no excuse. No, it's me because I'm infecting the people around me with brain deadness. I think <laughs> that's how brain dead I am. People around me have their brain sucked out. Mm. No, that's fine. I just it would have gone smoothly I if waiting. I had just shut up and not said anything. <laughs> I would have even noticed. All of a sudden, I would have said, "Wait a minute." I know. We'll <laughs> I can't follow a script. Okay. Okay. So up next. <laughs> oh, no. We have the dun 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 dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Weekly weigh-in. <laughs> so, Lottie, I should do this week. Oh, dear God. I can't. I I've been up every day at 8 o'clock. I've been working all day long until, like, midnight. Seriously. Mm. Just, like, revising and revising and revising. We're working on dogs and goddesses. Um, I announced that we got a deal, right? Did I do it on Will Write for Wine? That no. we sold. We sold do- oh, Hey! We sold hey. dogs and goddesses. Woohoo! So, yeah. Uh, Jenny Cruzy and Ann Stewart and I sold dogs and goddesses to St. Martin's Press. So, we're very excited mm-hmm. about that. Um, and we're also going to hand in the book at the end of the month for reasons that um, obviously were insane. Yeah. So, we basically have been <laughs> total, like, you know, pedal to the metal on this book. And mm-hmm. the thing that's great, I mean, the thing that's wonderful about Jenny Cruzy is that she has so much knowledge. You know, mm. she just like everything, everything I know about story and antagonists and structure and everything, like 90% of it is Jenny, pure Jenny. Mm. She's like taught me everything I know. At the same time, she's like this unbelievable perfectionist. <laughs> she, because she knows so much, she can see when something's broken. Now, ignorance is bliss. Like mm-hmm. all these years I've been screwing everything up and I didn't Thank know God. any better. So I was like, yay, it looks but good But we were happy. I was happy. <laughs> And now she, you know, she's, and the thing is, is she's picking up stuff. And she's like, oh, well, you know, this could use it because of this, this. And I'm like, oh, you're right. But I wouldn't have known if you hadn't have told me. And then I would be so much happier. And the book would be all handed in. And I'd be like sitting back drinking Mai Tais. Instead, I'm up every day revising and revising and revising. But I think it's it's a fabulous, fabulous book. This is Excellent. This is one of the most, most fun books I've ever had to work on. And part of it Good. is because I only have to write one third of it. <laughs> Although, you know, I'm only writing one third of it, but I'm reading and, and commenting and critiquing everything that they write as well. Right. So, And plus we're in chat like all day mm. long. You know, we're, we've got this chat room that has transcripts of everything that we do so that we can keep track of everything. You know, we talk about what we're going to do with the story and we brainstorm all the stuff. And, you know, we come in. So we're basically in this chat room all day long. It's like being in the office all day long. You kind of sit and chat with your, with your buddies. But mm-hmm. so basically all this rambling to say brain dead. Mushy. It's all mushy in there. I have no brain function whatsoever. And you are ordered to take the weekend off. And I'm taking the weekend off. Yes, absolutely. Jenny was like, you know, I love you, but I don't want to see you until Monday. (laughs) I was like, I totally get it. I love you too. But oh my God. So we are going to take the weekend off. But right now, I mean, I've just been writing constantly for days. My children, I'm assuming they've been fed. Somebody, Somebody fed them. They're still alive. They're out there beating each other up, so it's good. Yep. As long yep. as they're screaming, they're alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, all that rambling, and how, how, how'd you do? 
Uh, you know, I, I have like nothing to show for this week. I did more <sighs> world building like in my head. You know, you know, know me. It just I, takes yeah. me like probably two months right. to try mm-hmm. to put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have all these pieces. It's really like a puzzle. Yes. And mm-hmm. I know what I want it to look like. And mm-hmm. I've got like this piece over here and this piece over here and this. And I know they're all supposed to work together. Mm-hmm. But figuring out how they work together. Yes. Mm-hmm. It just, it takes me forever. You know, it does. But and that's what makes your book so good. So don't apologize no, for it. You. That's, that's <laughs> well, a lot of work. Uh-huh. Yeah. And also I'm planning like three or four books this is at true. once right. this is a series so you have to build that entire world and yeah right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all those rules yeah. and everything else so yeah so, so but well I that's have nothing to show for no my that's a lot <laughs> don't feel like you have to just that's a lot of work and again I yeah. say that's why your books are so good because you spend Thank all you. that time putting everything mm-hmm. together now it's time for this week's Random Etc., where we do whatever we feel like because it's our show. <laughs> this week we are doing <laughs> random Google surges. Sur- sur- uh, surges. <laughs> I am so useless. <laughs> the search phrase this week was, I hate reading because. Okay. Now, you know, I just kind of threw this out there because mm-hmm. I thought, who could hate reading? Right. I mean, we all we have to read we right. all read I, I mean is you know mm-hmm. so anyway so I just I, I was amazed mm-hmm. at the number of responses that I found oh my gosh uh-huh. the first one was I hate reading because I don't like books <gasps> so so it's like what books Stake are the only in my heart reading that you do books <laughs> oh god so the next one was Oh. I don't have enough patience to simply sit down and read and ignore the monitor and all the virtual world. <laughs> In which case I say that's probably exactly what you should do. I think it's what your doctor would prescribe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the next one was, I hate reading because I get bored. Oh, dude. Bored. Well, bored then you're not while reading, reading the right books. You exactly. Know? I mean, exactly. Goodness, there's so find much great something. Stuff out there. Find something. There's a billion books published a year. Go find one that, I mean, that, you know, makes you happy. How can you? That's the thing that's always like amazed me is I go into a bookstore and I'm so interested in just yeah. everything. There's just so oh, much yeah. fascinating stuff there. I love bookstores. It's like like my one of my favorite places. That and hardware mm-hmm. stores. Yeah. I mean, if they were I, all I like why, military but... war history, I wouldn't really be into it. <laughs> you know? Can you hear them yelling out there? Oh, yeah. That's okay. If they're yelling, they're alive. What's next? Oh, oh, oh. I hate reading because it mocks me. It mocks you. <laughs> okay, again, time to see a professional. It mocks me. I don't. I don't get that at all. Did you visit that site? Like what we were talking about? No, I was like afraid to. I was Dear. just grabbing the phrases. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> Gosh. I don't want to know how old these people are or anything. I know they're probably okay. all twelve. I mean, we need yeah. to we take that into hope account. So. We're the old fogies of the internet uh, <laughs> generation. Generation, right? <laughs> Okay, the next one is, I hate reading because some books make me cry. Uh, uh, well, yeah. That's the that's whole why point. why we write them. <laughs> the whole point. To make you cry and make you laugh and make you feel something, you cold, heartless. All right, what's next? Um, oh, dear. I hate books, beca- or I hate reading because I am an English major. Okay. If you hate books, perhaps you should go into, I don't know, engineering. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh who who hates books and chooses to be in it? They got nobody to blame but themselves, as far as I'm concerned. I know. I know. I Whine into me about that. All yeah, right, really. go ahead. Okay. I hate reading because I don't like the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to which man. I say, stop reading Playboy. Right. <laughs> oh, I don't know if those are the pictures that are... I don't like Maybe the not. pictures. I don't like the pictures. That's there's okay in the book. Oh. So maybe you should read books that don't have maybe pictures. Maybe we should graduate from the Dr. Seuss. Yeah, books. there you go. Because there's Dr. Seuss is awesome, but there's books without pictures that are very very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. and the last one is because I hate reading because it interferes with my smoking. <laughs> I, I, how, I, how, how do you respond to that? I, don't I mean, know. How, how do you respond to that? It interferes with you my smoking. You can't read because it interferes with your smoking. That's 
I mean, that's just, that's just that's creative. <laughs> it's a creative excuse. It's a good excuse. So, yeah. Yes. So we'll points for, you know, creativity. But duh. Oh, All right. Well, that was depressing. We're going to take a quick break, <laughs> drink some wine to get over the horror, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Well, the show's almost over, and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from Sam and Lonnie, because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are, morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianeRich.com, where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by dogsandgoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Cruzy and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to samanthagraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog, her MySpace page, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry author of award-winning futuristic romances and don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint myspace page our cafe press store and all the cool things we talk about during the show by the time you're done with all that we'll be back in a new podcast next week everybody plays and everybody wins Well, it's time for last call here on Well Right for Wine. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yes, keep sending in those wine suggestions to us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or post them in the forums. Mm-hmm. Send good wine suggestions to Sam. Me. Hey, send cheap wine <laughs> suggestions to me. Lonnie. <laughs> also, don't miss our Cafe Press Store where you mm-hmm. can get all kinds of cool Will Write for Wine merchandise. Mm-hmm. The link can be found in the right-hand column of the website at willwriteforwine.com. And if you're buying wine anyway, don't forget mm. to do the link on our website to mywinesdirect.com, which will send the UPS man to your door mm. with a box of wine. And if you haven't done this yet, you must do it. Oh, really? It's really? Amazing. Make somebody's day. Right. I mean, make your Even own if day. It's yours. Damn it. <laughs> make your own day. They they have good prices. They have good deals. You get six bottles at once. And they it have comes to you. Excellent wine. They I mean, do. We've, I oh. haven't had a bad bottle from them. Never. I really haven't. Mm-hmm. You know. And again, I'm not picky, but I'm saying. You know. Um, So anyway, definitely uh, consider doing MyWinesDirect.com because they are awesome. And if you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to vote for us at Podcast Alley or review us at iTunes. Cool. Next week's show is on writers, what every writer needs. (laughs) We're going to cover the hardware, the software, and the writerware. There's writerware? (laughs) There's writerware. (laughs) It's like underwear, only different. There is now. I knew stop. So until next time, this is Lonnie. And this is Sam saying if you can't write for money, <laughs> then write for wine. Yahoo! <laughs> Bye. We'll Write for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, hats, and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash willwriteforwine. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley or write a glowing review at iTunes. Remember, there's good karma out there. Vote for them at Podcast Alley. Come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate or perhaps Colin Firth. Mmm, ring any bells? Or, you know, the, the soulmate, whoever does it for you. You get the point. Anyway, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on Will Write for Wine. Down on my caffeine consumption. So when I get up, I just have one cup of coffee and I like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast.